0: Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about the danger and intrigue of the Star Wars universe and the importance of dying for a 14-year-old. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're going to talk about chapters 9 through 12 of Book 5, Legacy of the Force, Sacrifice. That gets harder and harder every time (laughs) to remember all those little details. Chapters 9 and 12. That's what's up this week. But first. Boom, boom, boom. Previously on Forever Canon, Scarrata has a pupper. The GAG spies on the COS. Boba gets some Beskar. And Luke is mad about Ben's boots. But that was last week. This week, we're going to start with chapter 9. With the, of course, forward, frontward, startward. I don't want to worry you, sir, but I've just heard something on the metal commodities market that might concern us. Someone's talking about offering futures on Mandalorian iron. And Mandel Motors shares are being snapped up for the first time in years. Investment analyst, Galactic Alliance Treasury. Well, the word is out. Best guy. Someone in the GA is getting a heads up about the big dose of Mandel Metal. The galaxy is about to start bidding over it. The G eight gets a secret message here. I don't know. Not a secret message. No. They don't say who is receiving this information. I don't know. Sorry, sir. That's all Yeah,
1: just some report by some random analyst. Uh
0: these are these are kinda useless. Yeah, he doesn't even Most get a time. name. Most of the time, they're kinda useless. But we really start chapter nine at Mandel Motors on Mandalore. Hence the preview. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, we're right there. Okay. They've got a beyond bomb dope ass new ship to sell to the galaxy at Mandel motors. And they're going to cover it in that sweet, sweet best car. But Boba, who will you sell them to? That's the big question. The The Mandalorians are always for hire for yeah. either side, for everything. But now that they're kind of coming together and like conglomerating into a city state or a, I guess planet state they have they're starting to try and put more thought into how they're gonna you know represent Be, themselves yeah that, become
1: an actual culture yeah
0: become a part of the wider galaxy rather than just nomadically shoving yourself wherever you uh, could fit he's got a simple plan though he's gonna sell it to anyone the confederation even the ga on one small condition <laughs> yes colonel jason solo Comes to negotiate in person. Oh snap!
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. Get that's, him there.
0: That's that's a good move, man. <laughs> yeah. Like as far as uh, strategic political positioning goes, you can't have our special stuff unless you come and talk to me, daughter murderer.
1: Oh, and and the ships that we're gonna sell you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that he does. He's obviously not gonna tell them are going to be crappier than the ones sure, we yeah. get.
0: <laughs> but most importantly, we're going to sell them to the Confederation, and they're going to be better than the ships that you have. Yeah. So you do need these, and you got to get here. And Fett has no doubt what Jason will choose. Yeah. He doesn't tell us, though. I have a doubt. What is he going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Is he going to fly to Mandalore and step in front of the man whose
1: daughter he murdered in an interrogation? And the entire culture of assassins. He saw the body. We oh all boy. saw the body. Yeah, it was
0: described as well beaten. Yes. Uh, Fed is super sure. I'm not sure.
1: I feel like he made his bra- he made her brain explode. Yeah, he like kind gave her an thing. aneurysm. Yeah, I think. I just think
0: like pressure inside of her
1: head. Yeah, I think type so. Type of thing. But I, he still punched her around a bit. Well, he smash
0: her face off the table. Yeah. with the force over and over, stuff like that. Yeah, she was in tough shape. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure what Jason's gonna do, because I could honestly see him just. Being, like, stubbornly arrogant.
1: Yeah. uh, We'll win because we're better. Because I'm a secret
0: Sith and have powers nobody even knows about. I don't need your stupid ships. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I have a ship from the ancient Sith. I gave it away, but I still have it, sort of. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. But the ships they're going to sell are going to be the best available. But they're going to keep the best ones for themselves, like you said. They said, like, the Mandalorian ones will be 100%. And uh, the ones they're going to sell will be like 70%. Yeah. <laughs> that type
1: of. A little less armored, a little less weaponized, just, yep. but still better than anything else.
0: Because it's got that hot, hot Beskar on it. Yeah. It sounds dangerous, it sounds expensive. Also, in this segment, Boba Fett is old and he hurts. Cut to <laughs> Spaceport on <laughs> Voltaire. <unfolded. laughs> ben is feeling nervous about murdering the Karelian Prime Minister and framing Karelians for it. What a soft little 14-year-old. You (laughs) sissy. Get out there, get your sniper rifle on, and blow that man's head to pieces and frame an entire... (laughs) An entire culture on. (laughs) An entire planetary system to manipulate the greater war at large. Yeah. 14-year-old. That's a lot of pressure. It's unbelievable. And let's not forget that Jason is the one who assigned him to this specifically to, like, test him as a Sith. Yeah, another test. Another test. Another chance. Lumaya said he failed her test, and Jason said, I'll give him a test of my own, you hag. Yeah. Something like that. Paraphrasing, but most importantly... Okay, second most importantly... Okay. Because shooting him in the head is number
1: one most important. Yeah, yeah, that's...
0: Second most importantly is waiting for the meeting to be done. Because they're going to film Gedgen and Omas having the meeting. Yep. Jason wants the video evidence. So he can do all the stuff he was talking about on his side with Nyethal where they're like, we're going to arrest this son of a bitch and I'm just going to change the law to do it. Blah, blah, blah. So, Ben and Lacau for uh, getting ready to pull off the operation. And they mentioned the strip cam. Yeah. That they're gonna film the heads of state with. Sounds
1: filthy. Yes, it does. No,
0: it's just a really cool piece of technology. Yeah. It's a paper thin camera. Yeah. I picture it like a, a, like, piece a of paper. like a sticky note.
1: Like, yeah. Like
0: small, thin, rectangular,
1: yeah, right like right under uh, the door. And I I would think it'd be like clear It would be clear too, like one exactly. of those like card holder. I think their
0: flimsy is clear. That's how I always picture it. I don't I picture it more like plastic, like an overhead. <laughs> yeah than I do a sheet of paper.
1: But when, like, when they write notes on Flimsy, they can fold it up and it gets like kind of destroyed the more it, they fold it.
0: It's got to be paper, then.
1: Yeah, it's got to be paper. I just there's... always
0: have pictured it like an overhead.
1: But this one is just like a clear yeah. I, I'm clear yeah. piece of plastic, yeah, a, so it's nobody it's sees it, right? Spy tools, right? Yeah.
0: You know, spies and yeah. stuff.
1: It's not a piece of paper sliding under it's the door. It's not
0: quite the filthy name that it sounds like, but we get a little segment from Ben, and he is becoming the, quite the enlightened young man. As I read from the book. LeCalfe never mentioned his parents. It was always his grandfather. It struck Ben that almost everyone he'd grown up with or worked with either had no family or had key members missing or totally absent. It wasn't normal. He thought about how routine killing was for his whole family and knew that most of the beings in the galaxy got through their entire lives without ever killing anyone, deliberately, or accidentally. Yeah. And I thought that last little part was a, was a nice touch for him because he has accidentally killed many, many more people than he has purposefully killed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: by a few. <laughs> has he? Because there was like, I think there was three accidental kills. One that was a half accident where he was like, uh, the, the one guy had a weapon, the other guy didn't have a weapon. Yeah. They're storming that. To, I don't know. Uh, the, the, the yeah, they they're looking terrorist for terrorists, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then he has killed a few people on purpose since then. I mean, he attacked Fascus. that got him killed. He uh, did he that. Killed t- the dudes in the tie fighters yeah. that were trying to blow him up. Those pirates, you know.
1: Yeah, that's that's. A, I was like, did he kill them or did they? He just damaged them and they get away. But no, he oh, yeah, he did, blew that they, boom that rock. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, tie fighter boom.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> so I don't think they're alive. Yeah, but I just thought, like, what a what an interesting point out by him, like an acknowledgement where like my life is not normal. And he said it before earlier in this book when he was like starting to train with the sniper rifle and he was like, most 14 year olds would be at school. Yeah. I'm training to kill the prime minister of Corillia. Yeah. Like fucking Zoolander or something. And his,
1: and his thing about the accidental deaths is that they're just as bad as purposeful deaths. Well,
0: exactly. Yeah. And the the whole thing just there of it's such a trope in literature or in fiction to just kill people's parents and families off. So they have no connection, to, yeah. you know, like nothing holding them back type of thing. It's everywhere. We were watching Detective Pikachu the other day with the kids. Yeah. Oh, what's the basis of the story? The kid's mom is dead and his dad just died in a car accident. I'm watching this with my eight and four-year-old going,
1: Whoa.
0: why is every kid's movie just have parents missing, parents dying? Always. Yeah. Always. Hey, Toy Story. Where's Andy's dad? Oh. Not even mentioned. Hey, Lion King. What the fuck were you guys doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Aladdin? Orphan. Go. I mean, obviously, I'm just picking fucking Disney movies off yeah. the top of my head right now, but like... It is such a common trope in fiction to just
1: Ariel's got a dad, remove but no mom, but no mom.
0: Either one absent or they're dead, or it's never just a clean family. Yeah, as if you can't get an interesting story out of a healthy environment. You know, like
1: I have one. I have one where where they got both parents. Uh Oh, Home Alone? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Um, animated. The um, Inside Out. Inside of. She's got both parents. And that
0: movie is so forward thinking and like beyond its time emotionally that that doesn't surprise me. That's that's a good example of one that. It's
1: super sad, that movie. That
0: movie is so. I was. I remember we were watching it. Now we're way off topic, but. Yeah. (laughs) I remember I was watching it. We used to have the couch over there when we had those other ones. Yeah. I'm pointing for the listeners. (laughs) Um, Anyways, I was laying down and Seth was like three or four or something and sitting on my stomach or whatever and i just started like sobbing and i just remember seeing him like bouncing up yeah. and down on my body and i was like oh he didn't even turn around and ask me or anything i'm like oh thank god I yeah it. bawling <laughs> sobbing watching inside out i was so sad for that little
1: yeah she she had to
0: move and she just had to grow up and losing all all her emotions terrible throwing away all the childhood things that she loved and like disconnecting herself from the things that she cared about she was like that was depression and it was really sad
1: she was like an inch from sociopathy
0: Ooh, got her just in time yeah that broccoli pizza is a fucking problem (laughs) yes it is all right (laughs) (laughs) back on topic dead parents so on and so forth ben is woke he's yeah. becoming very intuitive or like insightful for a 14 year old. Like, yeah. he's a what, little
1: deeper thinking than yeah. wh- when they did center point and he's just like, yeah. This, yeah this as he's doing. like
0: been going on these missions and becoming uh, independent and responsible. This is where his psychological growth is going outside of himself. Yeah. So and think about all the people around him and the what and the why.
1: And outside of Jason's influence too. Yeah, Like he's, I think Jason sending them on, on this solo missions is having the opposite effect. Yeah. To what Jason wants it to
0: Yeah. And then after that little excerpt, he says something too, like, why are, is it families like my family who make all the decisions for all the people across yeah. the universe? Most of the people who don't care. Why my family? And he's got a total Spider-Man problem. Yeah. Sorry, Uncle Ben Skywalker. With great power comes great responsibility, man. That's why it's your family. Cause you're the family of space Jesus. Yeah. You're the most powerful people in the universe. So if you don't use your power for good, then evil thrives. In, yeah. And you know, in the absence of active goodness or whatever yeah. the hell the
1: fucking, when good people say, do nothing,
0: something we've tried this before. We yeah, haven't yeah, gotten yeah. there yet.
1: Yeah,
0: ah, I don't know, but before young uncle Ben can dive any deeper into his own thoughts, the says it's a go. Now, let me read that again. LeCalp says, It's a go. Does he sound like Mario? <laughs> is he Mario? No. Good luck reading the rest of his dialogue. And me on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My name is Jory LeCalp, and it's a go. But it is a go. They follow the Prime Minister and the Chief of State to their secret meeting room. The strip cam goes under the door, and Ben considers how he's listening to the last words of the man that he's about to kill. That is fucking heavy, dude. It's so strange. But it must happen in reality all the time. You know, we talked about before how Karen Travis is, like, a a military journalist and was in the military. And she maybe has had this thought herself, or at least was side by side with people who had had it at one point. Yeah, I'm about to kill these people that I'm listening to. And how strange that is that, like, you are the one who get who hears their last words. You are the one who absorbs the last memory of that person. Oh geez. Isn't that kind of wild? Yeah. Like he's gonna kill this guy and he's gonna be the one of the last people to ever see him and hear from him.
1: I wonder if Ben would have had a bigger problem with this whole mission if like it, like how the how the meeting goes if mm. it would have been like a peaceful meeting. Well, it kind of was. Like, no, like a peaceful, like, hey, this is like, just peaceful talk. Like, let's not murder thoughts. other people yeah. <laughs> and
0: to solve our problems.
1: So. Yeah, if it was just Yeah, like... I wonder, man,
0: if they had not come out of that with hard evidence. But even before... We actually when... haven't
1: gotten to that conversation well, yet. Well, but... even
0: before, when they were spying on the conversation, like the phone call, yeah, back earlier in the book, Omas was already... Talk or uh, Gedgeon was talking to Amos about eliminating Nyathol and Jason. Yeah, and he was already not refuting that idea. Yeah, like you know what I mean. He's already that's already probably suspicion enough. And then you're you're, you're right. The direction of this conversation doesn't change. But what if it did?
1: Yeah. What if it went the other way? What if like... Gedgeon
0: was like, you know what? I thought about it. <laughs> Jason and Nyathol are very powerful assets to have, and whatever the fuck ever, you know. Yeah, that would be interesting alternate universe yeah. where. I guarantee you that they would still do the mission would still go down as planned, but the consequences of it would be
1: very it would different. Would be very different. Very different.
0: But it's not. <laughs> no. Nope. Because they do the bad things, they say the bad things, but let's let's not forget. Ben is a child soldier. Yes. He's 14 years old. Listening to this man's last words, watching him walk out of the building, he there's no way he has like as much as I was just talking about his psychological growth and his insight, there's no way he has the cognitive skills to deal with this.
1: No. He's 14. He's, he's got a mission. It's
0: cold-blooded murder,
1: assassination. Yeah, oh, it's yeah.
0: not accidentally eject your seed up through the fucking telephone wires. No. You know? It's not your friend had a, had a gun next to you and, oh, whoops. And it's
1: yeah, point
0: a sniper rifle at a guy from a mile away. As you've been planning for a week.
1: Yeah. Or who, a day or two. Who days, doesn't whatever. know that it's coming? Cold. And yeah. Cold bloody. He's not firing back. It is. 14 year up old
0: child soldier. In the meeting, like we said, they don't change directions. No. Gedgen agrees to kill Jason and Niathal. Omos agrees to turn a blind eye. Bastards. Yeah. Gedgen leaves and Ben blows his head to smithereens. And I really loved. The way that it was described. He's... And this is like something I've heard you know people talk about. I think probably Joe Rogan talking about trigger discipline. You just... You don't snap it and pull it. Yeah. You just it's put a, pressure on until it goes. It's a You squeeze. don't make it go. It goes when it goes. You're just applying pressure to it. And that's exactly how she described it. Obviously, she knows. Yeah. Karen. Great writing on this one. But like... He's just pulling the trigger slowly. And all of a sudden... The gun jerks Beow! up and he can't see because it's the recoil and the, your sights off now. He doesn't even know what happened.
1: Yeah, He doesn't He doesn't know whether he missed. He doesn't know what yep. happened.
0: But eventually he does see. Yes. And it was a textbook headshot.
1: Yeah. Well, Jedi. As you do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it leaves Ben panicked and scared and numb in the face.
1: Yeah. Uh, like... Probably just numb. It hurts my feelings.
0: He's he's a little kid. Yeah, he is. As much as I guarantee you when my kids 14, I'm not going to think of him like a little kid. I'm not going to treat him like a little kid. I won't ask him to assassinate people either. Yeah. I'll find a, a nice middle ground, but he's a kid, man. He's so little. So he was just 13 a few weeks ago.
1: So so it in reference like just it to to our lives. Mm-hmm. We were 14. Yes. We we're playing road hockey. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> You know, take a ball off the face, yeah. take a ball in the nuts.
1: Yeah, ow! <laughs>
0: Life like, is hard out on the ball hockey.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but it, it's not like we're not sitting there waiting to kill somebody. No,
0: not at all. No, didn't like, I didn't have to deal my with any biggest of that. concern at fourteen was like. Or is one of the older kids going to make fun of me today? (laughs) Yeah, really? I was as big as a guy, really. Yeah. You know, you just avoid them. It's (laughs) It's high school. He's big. It's big. There's lots of room. Yeah. (laughs) But just not, how am I going to deal with the consequences of this galaxy altering action? Yeah. Because he just killed the head of the confederation. They, you know, you cut the head off the snake
1: or something. I don't know. that's so how it's supposed to work, I guess. Especially
0: when he's a murdering, <laughs> scheming, slandering bad guy. Yeah. Like, he's he, not a good dude. He's
1: not a good dude. He killed
0: Thrak and Sal Solo. He tried to kill Tenelka. He's going to kill Jason and Nyethal.
1: He, he's all about the murder. He's a fucking
0: serial killer. Yeah. And now Ben is too. Because these are three, 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 three purposeful murders in a row. Yeah. Two, two in self-defense, I will say. Yeah. Faustus before that, kind of not. But again, being tricked. But this is a totally different situation. Yeah, He knows who that guy is, exactly what he's doing, and why. And the framing of the Karelians for it, it's like it's all dirty.
1: Yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing is.
0: Eventually, Ben catches up with LeCalf. And they make their way almost to the exit of the spaceport. When security arrives to deal with this emergency, the guy comes running up to the door with his gun, and he's like, nobody fucking move! You're all, under- yeah, yeah, of course, you're all being interviewed, over- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to look for ballistic residue. Yeah, or something like a, that. Off a laser
1: gun? Something I mean, like that. I mean, maybe, right? He could have used a... Could be like
0: a radiation thing yeah. on your hands, right? Because of the battery pack and the... Could right. be. I, couldn't, I was having a hard time explaining that to myself when I was reading this. But I think that's okay. I think that's all right. That would work. Yeah, you know, like uh, like you just have like a uh, little green glow on. Yeah, your hand.
1: and and Ben's like, well, we could get out of here. I could just Jedi him and mm-hmm. look. I was like, no, 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 can't do that. Can't implicate.
0: No, that's yeah. right. But he did it. A double coup done. Yeah. Prime Minister Gedgen, out. Calomas soon to be arrested. That was the plan. I don't know, man. What did you think about this whole scene? The whole she, the, I I I really love that description of the pulling the trigger.
1: Yeah, the whole depth of this whole scene from from the very beginning. Yeah, from when he's like when he's just talking to like to to the end where he's numb. Yeah, and they're trying to get out of there. It's very real. Co- it's yeah,
0: so real. Like, like she probably pulled it right out of her own real life testimonies or her own real life. Yeah, because
1: people Matt, she's talked to yeah
0: their sniper assassination is not a rare thing in the military
1: no know? and those it happens, guys gotta be it happens just... in real life and so she wrote
0: it fucking beautifully it is, it is and the amazing. whole the whole uh, the 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 um lakauf and shivu like the older soldiers and the way that they're dealing with it and like everybody is on edge and nobody's comfortable with the whole thing yeah and, like, you never would get comfortable with it.
1: And the older guys are like, okay, shut it off for now. Let's get out of here and then feel it.
0: Yeah. There was, I just thought there's was a lot of good insight into Ben, too. and They got, they got the perfect evidence for Jason. I just, I just, I don't know. It, it, it was, it was as far really as, good.
1: As far as missions go, it was nice and smooth. Yeah, actually, yeah. so far. Yeah.
0: It was according to plan. Yep. Cut to, wait, not cut to, chapter 10. Forward, front word, start word. Verpine negotiator. 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 (laughs) I thought you were going to cut that. Uh, No. Uh, Take two. (laughs) Verpine negotiator, Sass Sakili, speaking today at the opening of Bastex, has warned Mercana that the Roche government will respond with appropriate measures if it continues to breach trade agreements on technology exports. Mercana is keen to move into the growing market for secure small unit Comlink networking, a field dominated by Verpine products. Hne business news noted with interest by Boba Fett, Mandalore.
1: I like how you messed up negotiator, but you said Sassakili and you know, Rakana. Once you get the who- fuck up out of the way, it's smooth. After that, it is the easy words that tend to. But screw is, with there, is there
0: is there going to be a war over tiny phones? <laughs> <laughs> Secure small unit calm link, networking. Yes. So like tiny Bluetooth walkie talkies,
1: like those little Bluetooth headsets. They're going to go to war over it. The bugs and the
0: whatever the fuck Mercana
1: are. Or other bugs, I think.
0: They don't really matter. No. As we cut to and actually start chapter ten on in the speeder park on Coruscant. Now when I was reading this, I said, What is a speeder park exactly? Is it like is it a park? And it's just like got speeder decorations? No, it's a parking lot. It's yeah. a public parking lot for speeders for yeah. ships. Yeah, of course it is. I just I don't live in this world. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but of course it is. But it's, calling it a speeder park is just strange. But, it's a, it's a parking lot. But you know what? That sounds kind of British, actually.
1: The speeder and, park. Yeah, yeah and it does. she
0: is British. Yeah. So that makes okay. more sense now. Look at us. Look at us, fans of Forever Canon, digging up the real intel that everybody really wants. Karen mm. Travis is British and was in the military and a journalist, and she writes it well. But Mara and Jaina are on Lumaya's very obvious trail. That's very obviously a trap. Yeah. She's had chances to kill Luke, Jason, and Ben already. So Mara's thinking, what does she want? She could have killed Luke and Ben and Jason several times over by now. Not just once. She had the kid's boots. She had Luke's hand. She's been infiltrating the GAG. Yeah, she could have killed any of them at any time so what the hell does she actually want and Mara's unsure but of course uh, instead of working together she sends Jaina to deal with the quote bug girl which I thought was pretty funny so as to not have them both I don't know if it's a wild goose chase fall into a time waste right again let's not work together great Lumaya's trail leads Mara to a moon of Coruscant Again, something I never considered. But, of course, it probably has moons. Yeah, it's a big planet. And this one is named Hesperidium, which sounds like a weird periodic table element. Yep. Hesperidium, where, on this moon, Mara first finds that all the super rich people are doing just fine. They seem to all be rich with all their super giant ships. They seem to come here through the decades of war, despite so many other people struggling on Earth. I mean... Star Wars stuff, the rich people are still doing fine. Secondly, she finds ship. And goddamn, do I love this thing, man? Yeah, it's so good. Even though I don't know what it looks like, <laughs> I love this ship. <clears throat> and it lowers its ramp for Mara because she is, again, I quote, very similar to Lumaya. She would be, right? Yeah. They were both emperor's hands. They were both raised the same way, trained the same way. Just Luke Skywalker saved one and not the other.
1: Exactly. We isn't, had this conversation. Isn't that wild? We had this conversation. If he would have saved the other, then it would have been flipped and it would have yeah. been Mara. So maybe there, there are even
0: more parallels being drawn between the two of them that were like missing along yeah. through the book, having not really thought of that until recently. But yeah. Yeah. She's very similar to Lumaya. And while Mara's looking inside the ship, first of all, she's like, there's nothing in here. Yeah. (laughs) No seats, no controls, no nothing. Just a warm red glow coming from inside the walls. While she's checking it out, she hears a voice behind her say, hello, little housewife. Oh, don't tell me this isn't personal. You bitch. (laughs) How dare you pretend like this isn't about Luke Skywalker's love. How dare you? Yeah. Or is that part of the trap?
1: Get Mara her riled up. angry. I think she already was. She is. That's why, that's <laughs> why the that's her the secret cap. Her. She's yeah. always angry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Frick. Well, she hears the voice, and uh, Lumaya with the hot burn. Mara lunges right at her, yeah. and after smashing her own head and face on Lumaya's robo parts, Mara manages to drag her lightsaber through Lumaya's chest, but she doesn't die got mostly robo parts and stuff? Uh, yeah, like I think she's like... She said 70. she sm- she smelled some flesh. Yeah. And then uh, so be it, right? She, the way that they described it was... This was like... The fight is great. Go read the fight. I'm not going to tell you details uh, bit by bit. But they ended up Mara on top of Lumaya. Yeah. After she tried to headbutt her in the legs and broke her face. She pulled her down by the legs, climbed on top of her, turned off her lightsaber, put it on her chest... Turned it back on and dragged it sideways yeah. out to, like, through her armpit.
1: Dead. But she ain't dead. She's not dead. Because she gets up and runs away. And and something hit her from behind. The cyborg
0: witch doesn't die. Yeah, Some kind of rope... Something reaches out from our and rope neck choke slams her from behind.
1: You know what I'm guessing it is? The ship. The ship. That's
0: my guess. Mm-hmm. Because later... Actually, in this part, she thinks I didn't feel that coming. It had to have been a robot or something. She's got some kind of robot. She's got some kind of droid or something. Yeah, because I didn't sense it in the force. Mm, I think I think you're right. I, I think thought the, the ship same did, thing. Yeah, I think that's the ship. Lumaya gets away. Morris shocked that she is alive. I mean, both of them. Yeah, she's shocked that either one of them is alive. But now Lumaya is being tracked because, of course. Mara is a spy, mm-hmm. so she not only put a tracking device on her son, she now stuck one on the ship in this short moment she had checking it out before the Hello Housewife.
1: Yeah. She's a good spy. She is a good spy.
0: It was a pretty fast and furious fight. Like, quick, nasty action. Confusing, disorienting. Like, it was amazing. As that was you a would
1: great th- fight. As you would think most... Like Jedi battles would be just super, super quick, it's
0: like fast forward, yeah, like, like for real, yeah. And she just, oh, it's great, that was a great fight, that was good. But you'll notice she seems to have gotten the worst of the exchange. Her face is banged up, yeah, like her eyes, she's got a, eyes swollen shut, her jaw's probably broken, her shoulders frigged,
1: bleeding Bro- all her over, ribs
0: banged up, yeah, yeah. And Lumaya got up and ran away. Yeah, but she. I mean, no regardless, fight. however yeah. hurt she is, she's not dead.
1: Yeah, and she should have been.
0: Either one of them could have been. Yeah, that was that was what was the cool about that fight was that could have gone either way right there. Yep. Like whatever was choking her, let her go, instead of killing her. So then that, that again would lead me to believe that's the ship and Lumaya telling it to let go, because the whole plan is, Jason asked her to to distract Mara for a while. Yeah. She's not trying to kill her outright right now. Yeah,
1: considered distracted. She's trying to be <laughs> very, very distracted. Yeah.
0: Cut to Jason's office on Coruscant. Our boy has reviewed the evidence and it's time to act. So the droid tells him the law will change at midnight and G.A.G. can arrest Omas. Simple. Easy peasy. Yeah. Thank you, H.M. Lawyer droid. You're dope. And then, before he changes the law, Jason throws a little hate on democracy. It was chaos, pure and simple. It was a glorious word to justify abdication of responsibility by those who could, if they were prepared to make the effort, create a better galaxy for the vast majority. It was a word for finding someone else to blame. Democracy, freedom, and peace, they were all tricks. Like words used to train veermucks to come and heal or attack. They were sounds with no real meaning, nothing definable. Just triggers that everyone had been conditioned to think were desirable, tangible things. I don't think he's wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily.
0: But again, it's the application of your thoughts.
1: Yeah. And, you know,
0: the way that you use your opinion that matters. It's not your opinions that matter. It's how you act
1: on them. That yeah. Matters. If this was a political podcast, we could go into this. Sure, really... But like, he, he's not entirely wrong.
0: His, 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 uh, examination of democracy says that the people in charge could do better if they didn't blame other people for all their problems yeah. or other mistakes. The people in charge who have the power to make things better choose not to because it's someone else's responsibility. That's not wrong. No, that's not wrong. (laughs) They take care of themselves and they don't take care of everybody. Well, that's Jason's goal, right? Smash this democracy and I will take care of everybody myself with my superpowers because I'm a fucking magic super Jedi.
1: It's good on paper. Mm -hmm. It's good. We'll see how it pans out.
0: Yeah. But most importantly, the other thing Jason says here, he also goes on to hate Freedom. Very un-American, this man. Yeah. Democracy hates it. Freedom hates it. Un-American. He says, freedom? Who's freedom? And to do what? AKA, where do you draw the line? How do you have yeah. freedom when you have to have a set of rules to govern behavior? Because if you're allowed to do whatever you want and what you want to do is kill me, how do I have freedom?
1: You're free to defend yourself.
0: Correct, right? <laughs> but how far does the freedom stretch? And and where are the lines that you draw that democracy forces you to draw that Jason's not liking? Yeah. Jason is ready to establish order for the galaxy. At, check my watch, 1201. Okay, cut to <laughs> Volpter. Security has arrived to scan everyone in the spaceport for laser gun residue. As we discussed... Could make some kind of sense. Ben is for sure screwed.
1: Uh, It says there's been a projectile shooting, not a laser beam.
0: Oh, they use like a slug thrower?
1: Yeah, because it says there's been a projectile shooting. This officer says it. Hmm. So either way, gunpowder. I thought
0: the Karpaki thing was a laser thing. So did I. I I. thought when he was training with it, it was lasers.
1: I thought so too. Maybe it's a projectile laser.
0: Maybe they loaded one Lego laser into the front of the gun (laughs) and then he shot it out and the hard plastic laser went right through his head. That's what I'm calling it. Okay. That seems reasonable to me. Whatever. Anyways, Ben is going to be screwed. Yep. Because he shot the gun. Probably nobody else in the spaceport has shot a gun in the last 20 minutes. So.
1: Probably not. Probably going
0: to get caught. Until his BFF, Jory LeCauf, grandson of an Imperial. Rampant Darth Vader lover takes Ben's gun, then the blame, then the hostage, then a ship and he blows himself to bits. So Ben and GAG can keep their cover. That Carillion ship that they had set up with all the evidence inside of it. That's where he took the hostage to kicked her down the ramp. And then there was moments where Ben's innocence was kind of showing through or ignorance as Shivu tells him later, this was all part of the plan. We just didn't tell you. Yeah. This was our backup plan in case things go bad. The plan was somebody gets to that ship and you have to sacrifice yourself to get that evidence out there and get everybody else
1: out of there. Yeah. It was supposed to be Shivu. It was supposed to be
0: Shivu. Nobody tells Ben this because then he won't do the thing.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, he'll do it differently. But,
0: It's another dark and heavy blow to young Uncle Benjamin. (laughs) It's another sacrifice on his behalf that he didn't want to have happen. He would have rather saved the day with his Jedi skills. And oh, he was. What did he say? Oh, why? Because Dad was going to be mad. That's why one of you was going to have to blow yourself up. Yeah. Like piss on it. Yeah. I would rather my dad be mad, and the galaxy sees a Jedi killing a bad guy. Then my friend had to die to save me and protect all. I mean, all of us really.
1: Yeah, It's
0: fucking dark, man. He's 14. He's a child soldier. I can't get that out of my head ever since I thought, I, I mean, applied the phrase child soldier to him. Yeah. It's too right, man. It's too right. Chapter 11. I'm sure we'll be much lighter hearted, but let's check out the forward front word, start word. More breaking news. <laughs> We're just getting reports that Karelian Prime Minister Dur Gedgen has been shot dead at a spaceport on Volter Deep Core by a Karelian terrorist. Early reports indicate that an armed siege followed the shooting, but that appears to have ended when the assassin blew himself up in his ship on the landing strip. We'll have more on this story later. HNE Newsflash. Long story short, the whole galaxy knows Gedgen was killed
1: by a Carillion. And they believe that it was some random guy that blew himself up. And so, as we said before, the plan worked perfectly. Yeah.
0: Until Homeboy had to blow himself
1: up. Well, technically, it took, it that took was a part of the plan. a pretty
0: major loss on that plan, though.
1: The only deviation in the actual plan was it was supposed to be Shibu.
0: Well, no. The plan that was the backup plan. The plan is still for playing. everybody to get away. Backup plan. I know, but the, the original plan is for everybody to get away and nobody blows up. Well, I guess so. So had it gone perfectly, the would still be alive. And so that's also kind of part of the guilt. We're on chapter 11 now. Yeah. But that's going to be part of like, what's going to haunt Ben is like, had I done it a little bit better? Yeah. Had we been a few steps faster and I hadn't been so scared or, uh, panicked or whatever maybe we would have got through the doors of the spaceport and out you know mm-hmm. but somebody had to die instead chapter 11 we actually start on slave one on mandalore the verpine some lanky-limbed buggeroos hive-minded tech inventors make a sweet deal with mandalore fett they give him tech mandalore doesn't conquer them Okay. Yeah. great that's like that's a great deal i'm in his head that's not at all what we're gonna do we have no plans to conquer anybody like we have in past centuries yeah but he's perfectly willing to let everybody think that because it's beneficial really. yeah if you think that we're gonna come take your shit give us your shit yeah because the
1: because the galaxy's taking they're rearming ready to go they're
0: rearming for conquering yeah for conquest in the middle of this war that's tearing everything apart right but no really they're Trying to rebuild their home. They're they're, trying to rebuild their culture.
1: They're doing the opposite. And
0: maybe not even rebuild, just build.
1: Yeah. But Boba Fett goes to visit his father's
0: grave. And there's Myrta visiting her mother in the adjacent grave. Grave, grave, grave. Lovely family reunion. Yeah. It's beautiful. They, of course, have some chit-chat where they don't entirely get along. And they follow this up with a speeder bike ride over a mass grave. Of Mandalorians. Millions of them from the Vong War.
1: But that's how they do it.
0: There's two sides to the conversation. There's the spiritual side that Myrta projects, which is they they rejoin the consciousness and there's no reason. You, you wouldn't want to be kept apart because you want to be part of the group and that whole thing. And then there's Boba Fett's practicality that says it's good for the soil <laughs> it's yeah. good for farming yeah it's not you don't waste any organic material that all that stuff that's why they're not buried with their armor yeah like, all that kind of jazz right i love the two sides of the thing because in reality they don't exist um independent from each other they exist in like a commingled kind of way the spirituality and the practicality are part together of the same thing yeah it's part of the practice of the of the behavior yeah, it's not. It's not all just informed by one side or the other. Obviously, that's not how fucking life works,
1: right? Well, it's not it's supposed to work.
0: Well, it it's not. I don't think in reality. I think that's yeah. just how people sometimes look at things. Right. But that I thought their little conversation there and go back and read it. It was really cool. Like a nice balance of what is Mandalorian culture from her newly adopted Mandalorian. Yeah. Trying to learn as much as she can about the culture and all the new stuff him old abandoned Mandalorian who never really was a Mandalorian who has his own uh, perception and opinions of what being a Mandalorian means, even though he never
1: was, he, yeah, he, he was, wasn't. she never
0: has been until now. He never has been until now, but they have their, uh, their different opinions on uh,
1: Yeah.
0: On the perspective of it. I just thought that was fucking cool, man. <laughs> I love Myrta. I She's a great balance for Boba Fett. In
1: yeah. scenes. And obviously, she's she's she's, written that way purposefully. She's the emotional side of it.
0: Yeah, she's the insightful side of it. And he is the uh, hard steel side of
1: it. Yeah, he's on target all the time.
0: Yeah, he breaks it all down to practicality. And he's a hard guy to connect to. And it's on him. It's clearly his fault. Because we see Myrta being sweet and affectionate to her boyfriend's dad. Yeah. Who she could not have known very long. A couple weeks, maybe a month. I don't know. I I don't know.
1: These relationships could go really quick because they're all assassins. I can't track time in these books, though.
0: I can't. I wish I had started with a calendar when we started these books. Day one, Jason in the missile silo, you know? and like (laughs) Mark it on a calendar. But I didn't. And now we're thousands of pages deep and there's no going back now. But obviously it's all Boba Fett. He's the one that can't connect. It's not Mandalorians are like that everybody else on the planet adopts uh, orphan children has a great sense of community and family. They're all very, very like connected. Yeah. He's the only one that's not, he's of course, he's always been the outsider. Yeah. And he's a lifelong serial killer for money, but most of them are, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. i can't connect over that, but
1: the rest of their culture is really connected. They're really family oriented. Like, and not even just family as in you are my blood child, but Hey, you need someone, you need someone to take care of you. Come on, because live with me.
0: It takes a village to raise a child, like Mm -hmm. that kind of mentality, which you wouldn't expect from the cold blooded killers. But again, it's, that's practicality also intermingled with the spirituality where the practicality is that if somebody doesn't take care of this kid, this kid's going to die. And then we lose another Mandalorian. Yeah. We already lost their parents. We're going to lose another one. And then the spirituality of it where you have that sense of community and you're like it would be the wrong thing to lose yeah. this person to suffer. It's an odd place. culture. It's a fucking amazing like dichotomous mixture of both sides of practicality and spirituality. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Which is why it's so good to throw into the books. Like it's they're interesting people. Boba Fett especially. And After making this sweet deal with the Verpine, he gets a thumbs up message from Jang Scarada saying, you done good by Mandalore. I'll look into it for you. Yep. Not, I found your cure, but you've proven yourself to be a decent dude and I will help you now. Spirituality, not practicality. Practicality would be, you give me money and I'll help you. Yeah. Spirituality is, you take care of our people and I will help you. Yeah. Like... I, I I'm fuck I'm floored right now because yeah, I haven't really I, I thought even, of this before now no and like I know I when I was reading the conversation that they were having over the mass grave I was like this is really good stuff but apparently I had to sleep on it a bit because it's all like coming together I, right now. yeah right I man.
1: never I shit I, I I read it and it like okay the words and you think mm-hmm, the little things mm-hmm. and then when we're talking about it back and forth is when we're really yeah. like oh that is the oh, magic shit, of this podcast happened.
0: for me man We both love the books independently. I mean, I loved them. I gave it to you to start reading it. You read them, but we never sat down and fucking talked in depth about what we do and don't like about it or what this means or this does you know? Yeah. That's the magic of this podcast for me. And I don't give a shit if anybody's listening. (laughs) Me and my best friend are going to read some books that we like and fucking talk about it. And talk about it. That's what I care about. Boba Fett got his thumbs up. And
1: pretend it matters to other people. Oh, yeah. That's it.
0: (laughs) No, I don't pretend at all. We know you guys don't give a shit out there. Email us at Forever at gmail.com if you give a shit. I don't. You Please don't. do. We don't. But we love doing this. Yeah. But Boba Fett gets his thumbs up and now he's got a little bit of hope for the future. Yeah. Instead of I'm gonna death. Guaranteed death, there's a thumbs up in there in the middle of those decimal points somewhere. Yeah. Cut to punching my mic. The Jedi Council Chamber on Coruscant. Having an emergency meeting about the third Karelian Prime Minister assassination. Three of them. That's three. That's the third one murdered in a couple months. Yep. I don't even remember the first lady's name, but she got smoked out at Toriaz Station. Yeah. Thrak and Sal Solo, murdered by Han and Boba. I guess Myrta. Who got the kill on that one? Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. And then Han shot him after he was dead. Right, right, right. And then now the third one. Dirk Killed by Ben Skywalker.
1: Third. A lot of of big names in here. Imagine. We get a couple more. uh... Imagine this. Okay.
0: Real life in North America. Oh, God. Three presidents or prime ministers are murdered in a span of months. (laughs) Could you imagine the fucking chaos that the world would be, dude? Yeah. That's what these people are living in right now in Karelia. Not in uh, elsewhere in the GA, necessarily, because they're far enough removed from it, right? But uh, uh, that's how that affects all the regular people. It's a seven-planet system. Yeah. And then the Confederation has now lost its leader on top of that. So you're talking the Bothans and the Commonorians. That's like... It gotta be like twenty planets full of people that are shitting their pants. Yeah. The the amount of negative energy in the galaxy right now must be in a giant imbalance.
1: Yeah. And if if you don't even think North America, because we as far as sure. cultures go, even we're just worldwide. Yeah, yeah. The most violent cultures in the world. That doesn't happen.
0: It happens once every generation,
1: maybe. Yeah. Not three times in a month. (laughs) Yeah. What?
0: (laughs) Obviously, this is fiction, right? It's exaggerated science fiction, even. They they kill people with laser beams for fuck's sakes. But who's to say we're not doing that here on Earth anyways? I just, I, I don't know. When I was like, oh, of course they're having an emergency meeting. Another prime minister was killed, and I was like, Oh, it's the third one. Yeah. No,
1: I didn't Since even Since we think started of that.
0: reading the books, like what a mess your, your whole culture would be. Yeah. Your, your politics. You're just, your I don't know, day to day systems having to reorganize the top of your government three times. And like the first lady was let's make peace. Let's do things civilly. Yep. The second guy was psycho warmonger trying to kill everybody in public. And the third guy is a Secret Shadow Assassin trying to kill everybody in their bed. Yep. Drastically different. Anyways, they're all dead. We're at the Jedi Council meeting. All the Prime Ministers are dead. Also, the Mandalorians are rearming. Also, the GA isn't being forthcoming, communicating with us anymore. They're, take, they're not answering us promptly, and they're not being
1: yeah they're just not uh, tr- uh, f- i don't know fully transparent
0: divulgent yes Ooh, two good words out of us there. Yeah. <laughs> luke thinks the threats are, are too nebulous to pin down like you cut the head off the snake and it creates a power vacuum and now there's too many unknowns rising up into the spot of the known evil that you yeah. knew what they were going to do and how they were going to act now there's five more rise up and take its place this is again, an obvious allegory for terrorism. Yeah. Like her as the, as a journalist reporter, um, uh, military. Lady action. Yeah. I don't, I'm fucking brain dead right now, but ob- it's an obvious allegory for terrorism or just d- evil in general. Yeah. It's what, you know, it's better. The better, the evil, you know, than
1: the, the, than the evil again,
0: and again, another euphemism or another, uh, Colloquial we'll catchphrase that i can't think of how it goes
1: yeah something like that though you know better right.
0: off with with what you know than the unknown
1: better the devil you know i think yes there then you the go devil you then the devil you don't we got one <laughs> we got one
0: Woo! tim tim got one i didn't get
1: one i would have been so upset if i would have thought of that later <laughs> after the podcast and never been around
0: just we'll put it out as a single 10 second clip during yeah. the middle of the week <laughs> We should actually do that after this book series. Just try to (laughs) nail down all the things we couldn't think of. Not doing that. No. Luke thinks about the threats. It's too nebulous. We don't know. He would be willing to believe a Sith plot were afoot were it not just human nature to fill that power vacuum. And that made me really think. Like, I didn't think about what I just said earlier last when I was reading it, but... I just said, what a crazy imbalance of negative energy that must be in the galaxy right now. Yeah. She is killing it. Yeah. She wanted to spread chaos and negativity and bad side energy. (laughs) Darkness. Yeah. She's doing the fuck out of it. Yeah. 20-ish planets. Never mind the whole rest of the galaxy pretty much in turmoil. But, you know. Luke would be willing to believe it were a Sith if there were, like, a Sith around or something. Oh, wait a
1: minute! Yeah, or if this thing wasn't a normal, like, wasn't, like, an occurrence. A normal
0: progression of events. Yeah. Yeah. But, little does he know, it's also the Sith, not just the human. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no! Again, you're close to the right answer.
1: You're just off. (laughs) Just off-center. not
0: one or the other. It's a combination of the two. Yeah. It's coming up. That's a theme for today. (laughs) inter splicing mingle jingles it's not just the people it's also the sith he doesn't know that though and before they can talk about it anymore mara jade skywalker walks into the council chamber beaten all screwed bruised battered luke says she's walking like she's got a broken rib she tells the council that she found lumaya and is tracking her but that's it no details nothing no help. More secrets. So dumb. So dumb. So dumb. There's got to be 12 Jedi Masters sitting there. Not one. One of them's a Barabel. One of them's your husband. Like, get a couple of them. Just. How about more than Jedi. one? How about it? You know Lumaya has a partner. Whether she's going to be there every time or not. She was two out of three times. Alema was there. When yeah. Mara came to fight Lumaya idiot you stupid idiot it's a good way to get yourself killed yep no one else even seems that busy no they're, they're all, not doing, any, they're they're not sitting doing around. anything <laughs> they're not they're not like oh yes i just came back from here and here and here and this is what's happening they don't sound like they're doing fuck all no they're sitting around in the council also they're teaching some uh, younglings so she tells nobody nothing of any use yep and luke decides to do nothing Excellent. (laughs) I, (laughs) he decides to do nothing. He says to himself, after the fact, I'm going to give her, or he says, I'm going to give her one more chance, but should I? And then he says, he thinks to himself, if something were to happen to her and I didn't help her, how would I feel about that? Yeah. How would you feel? Yeah. If you didn't help your wife murder a serial killer, how would you feel if something bad happened to your son because you're not involved in his life? How would you feel if Jason fell to the dark side because you've been fucking neglecting him all this time? Everybody has the entire Jedi temple has not reached out to him. No, nobody. What?
1: You know? whether he oh, would he's, listen he's to that He's like, them "Oh, to not, know but. to
0: know I could have done something and didn't." Oh, oh. That's the whole what the you, that's your whole life so far right now. Yeah. Life. The whole your whole book series is that- knowing you could have done something and doing nothing. She just dropped your son's boots off at your door and you're not forcing yourself into the situation. Eh, it's mental.
1: It's mental. Well, he was going to, but Mara said, no, you're just going to hold her hand again. Yeah, sorry. That's
0: not a good answer. I'm going anyways. You know what I mean? I'm the Grandmaster. I say yes. Like, you, worst comes to worst, you pull the fucking rank card, and you go help. But he does do a little something. He does do a little something. He calls Han. Oh, my God. Look at how easy it is. Yeah. He makes a phone call. Han says... Karelia is not too sad over Gedgen. And no, he's not telling Luke where they are or what they're doing. Again, helpful. Fuck all these people right now. Nope, I'm not telling you where we are or what we're doing. My best friend. My wife's brother. Yep. I just... The same failure to communicate that we've seen all the way across the books that we started talking about in the
1: very beginning. Cut to... Good life lesson, everybody. Just talk. Just talk to your people if you're having problems. Just... Just use words.
0: Solve your problems together.
1: Yeah. Start there. Life lesson.
0: Cut to... The Coruscant military spaceport, where Ben is in a deep numb, still sitting in the back of the carrier after having arrived back from Volter. He is shattered over Lakao's sudden unexpected death on all to protect Ben and his identity more than even just protecting the mission. You know, it was more about protecting Ben and his identity as much as it was planting the evidence and, and and getting all the uh, bonuses. Eventually Shivu joins him and Ben knows he's being treated like a 14 year old and not like a trooper. And he doesn't care. As Shivu starts talking with Ben about the loss and the job and the plan and all the stuff that comes with it, and Shiva's visibly shaken too. You never get used to that kind of loss. No. And as he tells Ben, he's that was supposed to be him. He was supposed to be the sacrifice.
1: Yep. Not Jason's, but sorry, I spoiled that earlier. Yeah. Well,
0: doesn't matter. The guy's
1: already alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, he tells Ben he was supposed to be the sacrifice and all that, and there's, I think... no, there's nothing you can do, and you just have to keep. Carrying on doing the right thing.
1: I think, like, because that Ben's first, like, assassination mission. That was hard. (laughs) Uh, I think that Shivu being the older guy and Ben being, like, the junior trooper, this would kind of be one of those things that you would... You would talk to talk your junior trooper through because it's their first assassination. For sure, yeah. Whether he's treating him like a fourteen year old or not. Yeah. Well, I think just
0: Ben's just like he's he's being a little softer with him than.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe he
0: would be like, "Get up, trooper, and get out of here, and go and get yourself cleaned up." You know. Yeah, and debriefed and all this or crap. Instead, he goes and sits next to him and he talks to him. Yeah. But maybe Shiva would do that anyways because he seems like a really good. He dude. he does seem like a nice he seems guy. Seems like a good dude. Eventually, Ben heads off, wandering around the. I don't know, the spaceport, until Mara stops him with a hand on his shoulder. And he says, what the hell happened to you? And she <laughs> says, what the hell happened to you? You answer me first. I'm your mom. <laughs> says she wants to know what he was up to on Volter, young man. But she already knows. Yeah. She's seen the news and she knows where he's been. At first, Ben tries to deny everything before eventually saying, I did it, mom. Involved or did it? Ben's mouth took over without his permission. Folding stock Karpaki. Frangible round.
1: Fran- frangible. Frangible? I, th- I don't know.
0: Is it supposed to say like fragable? You know what? You know what? I'm, you know really think... I'm going to hit the... Let's just let's Google frangible real quick. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out... A frangible bullet is designed to turn into dust after it hits its target. So, like you were saying before, yeah. the guy said it was a projectile round. It wasn't lasers, although that uh, we did kind of rationalize that too, where you could have like radiation on you yeah, yeah. a few minutes after the thing, you yeah, know, whatever. But yeah, no, it is actual residue from an actual uh, rifle. Yeah, not a laser rifle, a projectile ammo that is a frangible round. So let me go back to reading that quote again. Folding stock, Karpaki, fringible round. Mara actually sat back in her chair and her left hand moved as if she was about to put it to her mouth. He tells her the secret. He betrays the G.A.G. and Jason and the G.A. to tell his spy mom his spy secret. And I think that's really sweet.
1: Yeah. And it makes me want to cry. Because he's so... A kid in the scene, like he's yeah, he's so upset, he's so
0: sad about. I mean, he did do a good thing,
1: but the, but it was also it's terrible not for a fourteen
0: year old to do,
1: <laughs> man. Jason's awful. Yeah, holy shit! And it's his that's best my, friend. That's
0: my biggest takeaway from reading this the second time. Is I love Ben. Yeah. The first time I read it, I was like, "Oh my god, Jason Solo was the best." I still think he's amazingly cool as a character. Yeah, but I'm just more and more like, oh, this guy's fucking shit. He's a horrible <laughs> he's human being. He's a bit being. of a shit. Yeah, he's 31 years old. Yeah, he, or 32. He's our age. Yes, he is. I would not send a 14-year-old to kill somebody. <laughs> no. Also, not in that position. But I don't. Yeah.
1: I I don't I don't it's think easy I would to
0: say when you don't have to decide that. But I really don't think I would. I don't know, man. He tells her about Lacauf. And Omas's meeting. He can tell her everything. She understands. Yeah. She even says, This is what we made you. We were all soldiers. We were Jedi. We were fighters. And we this is what we wanted you to be. Without thinking about the emotional consequences of how we were raising our children and what they're going to become as adults. Jason, Jaina, Ben. Yeah. They were all child soldiers. Yeah. Raised for this. To save and protect the galaxy. And now that the reality of it is coming home to her, to her son.
1: Yeah.
0: It's hard. She does not like it, but she's supportive. And she <clears throat> says to Ben, you'll be okay. I'll always be there. Yeah. I sure hope so. Cause who the hell else is going to relate to a 14 year old assassin? Yeah. Not his dad. No. His dad was a 18 year old farm boy who destroyed the big evil empire. His mom was the one who was killing questionable targets.
1: Yeah. I think between of all of them, all of like the, the main... Lucas killed the most people. Well, he did blow up two Death Stars. No, he only blew up one. He blew up... He blew up one. Yeah, he blew up one.
0: He blew up one. And the second one blew up when they threw Palpatine down on the reactor or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Whoa, This is
0: basic Star Wars knowledge that I'm blanking on Yeah, right
1: now. he Well, he blew up one. He blew up the first one. Boom, boom, killed boom. millions of people. Fire in the hole. Yeah. So, yeah. And
0: he has reflected on that in these books Yeah, where he's been like, it seems so simple at the time, but millions of people on the Death Star, they couldn't all have been bad guys. <laughs>
1: yeah. No. Most of them were just going about their lives and doing what, their job. And
0: as you're an adult and you realize that most of the people don't choose to be the bad guys. They just pick that side and that side became the bad
1: guys or yeah. they were
0: already there working for the fucking Republic yeah like oh, you know all those
1: yeah whatever. well all the janitors and stuff although
0: I'm sure they're all hand-picked crew for the for the Death Star and stuff like that
1: other than I would think other than the the cleaning crews like the janitors I don't wouldn't think you they though wouldn't it still
0: be because it's a top secret military station
1: I guess yeah at first right yeah it
0: probably still would be the second one has all the contractors yeah. So that's... No, there's no excuse for that. But who else is going to relate to this 14-year-old kid? His cousin Jason, maybe. And that seems like that would be fucking dangerous Yeah. for his for uh, Ben's uh, projection, for his path. Han might. Han... Han was not really like a murderer guy, though. He was more like a sneak away, getaway, steal guy. Yeah. He did a couple of murders in the moment when you have to is where it's kill killer be killed. Yeah. But he never cold bloodedly hunted anybody down until he shot dead Thrak and South solo. That's yeah. why he couldn't do it.
1: And he was like 70. Think man. about that.
0: Flashback to that. He couldn't do it. He couldn't pull the trigger. He couldn't kill his evil cousin. Even though he knew he was a bad guy, he couldn't yeah. do it in cold blood. He's, he was like, Oh, if he had been attacking me or if it was self-defense, Boba Fett, brap, brap, you're dead. Ben's, yeah. Ben Skywalker, brap, brap, you're dead. Yep. Because he's 14.
1: Yeah. He's, he's not thinking of the lifelong consequences, I don't think. He doesn't of have doing the cognitive
0: it. skills to assess this fucking situation properly. And also he's in a position of having authority dumped on him. Yeah. He was told by his boss, cousin, mentor. Yeah. To go do the thing. There, You don't say no.
1: Yeah, you really don't.
0: Chapter 12. The forward, front word, start word. Good luck. Ori kibe covid. Oh, nice. Yeah, fuck you, I practiced Ooh. it one time when I read it. <laughs> All helmet, no head. Mandalorian insult for someone with an overdeveloped sense of authority. Now, who could that be? With an overdeveloped sense of authority. I don't know, but I'm not... Gonna add that insult to my repertoire. No, too hard, mm. too hard. I've said it good two times, never again. Cut to wait, I mean, the chapter really starts at the Republica House on Coruscant 0001 hours, meaning one minute past midnight. The security guard welcomes Jason in. Omas does the same at his chamber door, and Jason says, Of course. You're fu- Wait, I mean, he says, uh, you're under arrest, bud. Omos <laughs> <laughs> plays dumb until confronted with the video evidence, much like Ben tried to do. He tried to deny it for a second and then he watches the whole video and he's like, yep, yeah, well, that's it. Confronted with the evidence, he says, All right, guard, I have a to-go bag in my closet back in the bedroom. Go get my bag for me, and we'll be out of here. You go ahead and arrest me. He's
1: super calm about it. Dude,
0: it's such a pimp
1: move. (laughs) It's such a power move. Which is annoying, Jason. It's
0: just ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. A dignified captive is the worst kind because that comes from Jason's dark side. Yeah. Where you want the, the squealing, crying, screaming, suffering, because that's how you see justice for bad people. Yeah. Not, okay. you're a bad guy and you get to walk away dignified and, you know, serve your punishment. No, you should suffer for your crimes. That's what I picked up out of that. Yeah. It's not good. (laughs) But anyways, just like that, Omas is arrested and in custody. And Jason and Nyathal's coup is complete. Wasn't (laughs) heard when he did all the wrong things. Yep. He had a secret phone call where he sold them out already. He had a secret meeting where he really sold them out. That's illegal, yep. bro.
1: It really is. That's illegal.
0: You can't let a president of another country kill the head of your military because they might disagree yeah. with what the other guy wants
1: to do. That's, not, that's, you yeah. that's illegal. And I'm not sure why Jason to had to change the law to arrest the head of state for doing something illegal. I think
0: just because he personally didn't have the GAG didn't have the authority to arrest the head of state. Like there would probably have to be an investigation and Coruscant security and people that Omos would have his fingers in their butts type of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Not the right metaphor. No, going, not at all. Like puppets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, so the law had to be that he and the GAG had the authority to arrest somebody that high up
1: yeah. a head of state.
0: And it worked. Walked right into that trap, you Mm. fucking idiot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But he did it like a badass, though, at the end.
0: All right, man. Get my bag. Yeah. But the question is not how will Amos respond. How will the galaxy respond? Will Jason be a bigger hero? Will Ben stay forever numb? Will Mara carve another chunk from Lumaya? Will Luke do anything? Find (laughs) out next week we cover chapters 13 through 16 of Legacy of the Force, Book 5, Sacrifice. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Hug your mama, space boys.
1: Yeah, do that.
0: For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at Podcast at gmail.com. Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.